0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with Increative Company. And today I'm thrilled to be talking about the wonderful Apple TV Plus series, The Buccaneers, with Christine Froseth. And to start off, I wanted to talk about a lot of the inquisitiveness that you bought into your process, even at the audition stage, because Catherine Jakeways, is the creator and writer. Um, I've, I've read her talking extensively about how you came to the table, even at the audition with a lot of questions about the character and that that was a constant throughout production to really figure her out and figure out a lot of scenes. And I was interested in how you really brought that to the table, the types of questions you were asking and how that in itself is actually also part of who the character is herself.
1: Ooh, I like the connection there. Yeah, we are both very curious creatures. Um... Yeah. Bless Catherine. Bless, bless the producers. I, I constantly had notes and thoughts and questions and I'm just, I just really like to understand the backstory and have everyone agree on it. And so on set, we can kind of just let it go and play. And I don't know. I just, I just really want to know everything from A to Z. So there were a lot of questions about the actual historical aspects, like how truthful are we going to be to the times? Um, I was bothering them about that a lot. And then about Nan's backstory, because I realized quite quickly that we weren't following the book. Uh, We weren't married to that material. So there wasn't much to go off of. So we just kind of created our own version of it. And therefore I had to sit down with Catherine quite a lot to just get it all in there. And then, you know, we can just play.
0: I love that point about how truthful you were going to be to the time period, because there's a lot of elements structurally and narratively, which are very true to the period, but it obviously has a very kind of modern lens in its take. And so for your performance, how did you find the balance between those two spaces?
1: I mean, honestly, I felt like I just kind of had to let it go because I think it would just get in, in my head too much because once they told us we were going to speak in the way we, we speak now, I, I just... And also my character is quite modern in the sense that she loosens her corsage. I didn't want to give her a chest. She's playful. She's embracing her more masculine side. So I didn't have to think about it as much as the other women who, you know, my sister, for example, she would probably take etiquette classes and know all these things. But I could kind of play outside, outside of the rules. I got, I got away with a lot. <laughs>
0: I mean, even just the the point about the costumes is so great because the way that she's dressed is a little bit different. And even it's, you know, if her hair is done up, there's still kind of like loose tassels of hair kind of around her face as well to kind of reflect her personality. So mm-hmm. what were some of the conversations about costume and hair and makeup for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was really fighting for her to have short hair. I really thought that she shouldn't, you know, she she doesn't want to fuss. She doesn't want to brush her hair. She just wants it short, easy. She has a down quite a lot with not too much going on, which was also uncommon. Uh, the corsets were loosened, as I said, uh, no chest. And in episode six, I got pants for Nan, and that was really exciting because I do think she is, you know, kind of like Saoirse Ronan's character in Little Women. Like she would embrace the pant.
0: Absolutely. And she's also a character who's in constant motion, especially kind of earlier on in the series, because she's still kind of figuring out and navigating life. Um, So it feels like she's always moving very fast paced. And then there's um, the moment partway through the show where a guy kind of says, like, there's, there's a stillness to you now. Um, And he's kind of noticed that observation. So how did you want to find like a really fast pace to her early on, and then gradually still her down a little bit?
1: Yeah, that was that 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 was kind of the thought process that I wanted her to be kind of hectic and. I was really hoping that in in the scenes with the girls, we could kind of all talk on the top of each other and move around and, and just really create so much life. And, you know, obviously for sound, that's not super ideal and for the camera work. So it didn't really go as planned in that sense. But in my own scenes, I did try to make her kind of like just more internally energized and then just more thoughtful, but she's also kind of still processing. So she isn't too still, and I don't think she would want to show too much. So it was kind of impressive that Guy Thor picked up on it.
0: Very astute guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. He's watching.
0: And I love that you're bringing up the the scenes with the girls as well, because ultimately at its core, it's this love story amongst this this group of women and these friends and and particularly with her and her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and obviously the the relationship with her sister is a very specific closeness. But how did you make sure that there were these very individual, fully fleshed out friendships with each of the other girls in the group?
1: Right. No, we definitely tried to have conversations beforehand about how they became friends all the way back in Saratoga, especially Conchita and Nan, as we didn't get to have many scenes of them uh, on good terms before they kind of, you know, have a lot of misunderstandings and more arguments. Um, So just individual conversations between Alicia and I. And um, same with uh, I keep mixing up Ginny and Emmy, but with Emmy's character, Ginny. Uh, We wanted to talk about how it was being raised in Saratoga, and we did think they were quite good friends early on, but then now they don't really share too many similarities. So it kind of just came down to being present with each other on set, and everyone was so generous with their performance. So it was kind of easy to find little nuances of hopefully the audience can see that they are tight and they do choose the friendship over everything at the end
0: right and and even with you mentioning the the conflict that starts to exist between Nan and Conchita there's so much love in those scenes even when they're in the middle of an argument and so did you find that those conversations that you'd had off screen really helped because it's the whole history of their friendship that's in the room with them whenever they're disagreeing about something
1: yeah well, i'm glad i'm glad you picked up on that that was kind of the hope that it would it you know that the love is there and it's, it's just they're they're confused and their lives are dramatically changing you know, both of them. She's become a mom. She's she went to England. You know, it's so many new pressures are 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 taken on, and um, you know, the females are kind of put up against each other. And I think society still does that, and it touches on the unhealthy and healthy aspects of friendship. And that's what I think is, you know, it's such good writing in that sense. But uh, I'm I'm glad that you noticed that because that was the goal. In between the 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 arguments, that the love was was the motivating source.
0: And we're also seeing all of them at such an interesting stage in life because they're kind of coming out of childhood and entering adulthood in their late teens, but obviously at a time in society where that was something very different to what that means being that age now. Um, And so where did you want to find Nan kind of like on the the precipice of those two places?
1: Hmm. Well, it's interesting because I do... (sighs) I mean, I I almost wish that there was some time with her in Saratoga beforehand where we got to know what she was like, because I do think she, in the beginning, she's very confident of who she is at a quite young age. She knows she wants to challenge society. She wants to be different. She's the black sheep of the family. But then she receives the news that she's illegitimate and she doesn't really know who she is anymore. And she doesn't know what to believe or what to do. So she almost becomes more childlike, I feel like, with the choices she makes later on. She almost reverses it whereas Conchita I think is forced to go into this mature state and to become the wife and and the mother and it's um it's just kind of a different path
0: yeah and when she finds out that she's illeg- illegitimate it's her sister who's the one who, who tells her um which obviously just adds a whole other layer of pain in terms of what that means to process it so what did it mean to you for Nan for that to be the person that tells her
1: Oh my gosh. It's, it's devastating. And it's, it's just, I think she probably was just in shock. And, and I think the choice that she makes in the end of the season just reflects so much of, of how the sisterhood becomes, you know, it, it's, it's a state of survival for sure, because she wants to protect her sister and no matter at what costs, like, I, that's the most important thing. But I do think that Ginny still needs to earn her trust back. I do think she hasn't fully forgiven her. It's just, That stage up until the fact that she tells everyone, there's just so much betrayal. I wish there were more scenes between the two where they could try and make up or just try and talk it out.
0: Yeah. I do love though, kind of like going back to the childlike thing that there are scenes where you kind of get this idea of what they were like as sisters when they were really young, just when it's the two of you. And it's like, no matter what's going on in the world, we can just climb under the bed sheets and like tell each other our secrets. Um, And so how did you, how did you find that those scenes like really gave you an idea of their childhood friendship as well?
1: Definitely. I mean, I think you said it so perfectly. I love that scene when they crawl under the bed, they're in their bedroom, their childhood bedroom, and there's so much chaos going on, but they can connect with each other about a really hard topic and it's just that's 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 it it's it's just being vulnerable with each other you know absolutely and
0: with nan as well you know obviously everybody kind of looks at her as kind of a little bit of a troublemaker because she's the one who's not uncomfortable saying things out loud and expressing how she feels but what's quite interesting is that even at public events she's never doing it to cause a scene she's doing it because it's something that's truthful and authentic to her so even when she overhears some guys saying obscene things about americans it's like actually this is my thoughts. And then she just walks away. It's not about building a confrontation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how did that influence a lot of those scenes where she's being much more outwardly expressive than the people around her?
1: Wow. No, I love that. I, it's definitely not for attention. It's, it's just because those are her morals and her values. And that's why, you know, I was just asking all the questions about, you know, X, Y, and Z, because if I have that info, it just informs how I will do the scene, you know? So it just came out because that that's what thats what she believed in. And she's, she's not going to shy down from that.
0: And it feels like so much of that also comes from her mother and how her mother has raised her and encouraged that sense of freedom as well. And so how did you look at the relationship that she has with her mom, played by Christina Hendricks in the series, to really influence a lot of who she is?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because the mom is such a powerful force, but I do also think Nan feels really saddened by the fact that she isn't having a good relationship with the dad. I mean, there's a scene in in the carriage where, you know, the mom is, you know, asking Nan if, if she will be missed. And Nan is like, I hope, I hope you'll be taller without him. I hope that you'll see your own strength. It's almost like she just sees how society pushes women down and has seen her mom really struggle in the relationship and doesn't want to do that. Doesn't want to go down that path. And, and it's, it's just a beautiful dynamic between the two of, of reminding each other of what's important.
0: It is. And it's, it's also really beautiful to watch the point at which like Nan not only kind of mends her relationship with her mom, but she makes like public proclamation of, you know, this is a really strong woman and you know, she means the world to me and she is my mother in front of everybody. And so what was it like to get to film a scene like that with everything that goes into it?
1: Oof. I mean, personally as Christine nerve wracking, because I do not like to be, uh, you know, the, the there was a lot of extras there. There was a lot of, uh, I just don't like to be in the center of attention in that sense. Uh, so I found that kind of scary. Uh, but then I just focused all of my attention on Christina Hendricks, who was just so wonderful, really cared about her character and was just present with me so I could just kind of ease into it. But we did a few takes where I was like mumbling because I was nervous. <laughs>
0: and how do you think that the decisions that Nan makes really change for her when it starts to be this realization of I'm not just making choices for myself I'm I'm making choices for my mother I'm making choices for my sister in the way that they're going to get to live in the world if I do certain things
1: yeah honestly I feel like quite a lot of the choices were made impulsively that's that's kind of how I viewed it I didn't think she was being as thoughtful until the end and then she realized I've been kind of self-centered and for all the right reasons she's been through a lot too I I, I feel so much for her but she I think she comes to the conclusion that she needs to it's not just about her and um there are, there are bigger things at play and she's kind of seeing the bigger picture here she I think she zoomed in on on her own stuff and now she needs to step back out. And in, in talking
0: a little bit about some of her romantic entanglements throughout the series as well, I wanted to start by talking about the scene on the staircase where mm-hmm. it's Nan and Guy, because it's such a great synchronicity where they haven't even had a conversation. And yet these two characters are so in sync with how they're moving. Um, And so how did you set about creating that scene with Susanna White, who's the director of the first couple of episodes?
1: Yeah, um, I guess, you know, it was really important for me uh that there was a sense of friendship and that it was a slow build that was that was always my hope because she goes from never wanting to be married and then all of a sudden it was important for me that the audience understood why she would catch eyes for this guy so quickly because it just it just I didn't fully connect with it um and then you just see scenes like that where it's just natural, it's organic, it is it is maybe love at first sight. And it's I think it's the first time she's feeling tingly in her stomach and it's maybe more than friendship. Because I do think she ha- would have a lot of guy friends, like I wouldn't put it past Nan to have that. Um, so I just wanted it to be friends first and then kind of it slowly becomes this thing where she's realizing she might have a crush and she might think of him as something more.
0: And then what was the difference in how you wanted to create the, the romantic chemistry when it comes to Theo? Because they're two very different relationships.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, with him, I was focusing on the fact that she is in crisis mode, doesn't really know what to do, sees Theo as a safety net originally, and then kind of just goes with that. When he proposes, she's just, yes, I, I don't know what else to do. This This is an option. I'm just going to go with this option. And then, but also feeling connected to him and enjoying his company and there is potential there and he is consistent throughout whereas Guy Thwart you know kind of ditches her after she tells her truth um I feel for Theo
0: yeah I know and and also like there's really lovely kind of intimate scenes with Theo where it's just the two of you away from everybody else and that's even how they first meet and get to know each other so it's not about their baggage and so did you feel like it was also this idea of you know I don't have to kind of pretend to be anything. I don't have to present myself to the world. I can just be who I am in front of you.
1: Yeah, beautifully said. It's kind of a beautiful escape. It's a fairy tale. The two of them create, they create a bubble and they just enjoy each other's company in that bubble.
0: Yeah. And then there's multiple scenes where there's literally the like the triangle that exists becomes like a physical presence on screen. Um, I love the poker game where it's the three of you all together and she's just sitting in the middle. uh, And it's that thing of like, I I won the game, but I feel like I've I've got nothing right now. Um, And so for scenes like that, how did you kind of figure it out? Because you're trying to kind of like play these two relationships, but obviously they don't each know everything on the other side.
1: I mean that's the thing. I I she's not she is she's just trying to get through it, I feel like. And I I think just witnessing how her choices are kind of making their friendship fall apart, I think it's breaking her down, but she's also in denial and there's I think there's just too much to think about. I just try to just think about the pain that she's experiencing, realizing she's kind of losing herself she's ruining this friendship and she might ruin both relationships you know she's she's messing up a little bit
0: And with her relationship with Theo as well, you know, obviously it's not just even about him, it's about his family. And there's a lot of scenes with his mom that you get to play out as well. Um, And one of the things that's so great about Nan is she doesn't look at people for who they are in society, she looks at them for who they are as people. Um, And so for those scenes, how did you kind of want her to go into moments like that, where yes, she's aware of the societal pressure, but she's really just having a conversation with the mom of the guy that she's falling in love with.
1: Oh, I love that. I do think that's her goal is to just meet them as as equals, as, as who they are, as just human beings without the title. Um, but I think she is quickly challenged by the like Amelia's character that um that makes Nan feel quite uncomfortable. I feel like in the scenes that we had together, there was this constant push and pull. It was like she she gave a nice compliment, maybe, and then she took it back. I don't know if the audience reads it that way, That way, but when I went through the scenes with her, I, I almost felt that Nan didn't feel like she could be comfortable and she wasn't really sure of who this person actually was. Um, and I think that's also a dynamic to keep exploring, but I don't think she wants anything to do with Nan at this yeah. point, so...
0: And and as Nan kind of moves closer to the marriage, but she's had this moment of thinking that it's all fallen apart and admits that she feels relief in that moment. Um, how did you kind of like view her relationship with Theo when it's still going back towards the marriage? She's had this moment of relief and kind of figuring out how do I feel about this guy now? And how do I feel about this impending marriage?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, I... There's a part of me that that didn't want to make it about the relationship right away because it is such a massive thing for society to now know this truth. Her whole life is going to change. She probably has to leave England. She has to start anew. What's the consequence going to be? And um, but she does have to face up to the fact that now she has to go talk to Theo, and and then she does even uh, she makes a braver choice, I think, which is she just tells everyone. She's like, "This is who I am." I'm proud of who I am and take it or leave it and you don't want it. So I'm going to go, but I'm, I'm like, when she decides to have that speech, I, I just, I would never do that. And I think she's brave in that sense. She's coming back to herself a little bit there.
0: Yeah, It's it's a great moment for her. And when it comes to kind of like some of the the really small mannerisms, I love some of those details too, like when it's Nan and Guy just laying down next to each other and it's just like the act of like their pinky fingers touching each other and that's all it is but there's so much electricity in that moment. So how did you set about finding those really kind of like small actions that could speak so much?
1: I mean, that's just thanks to the writers, that was all in the script. And, you know, we just had to play it out. And Matthew Broom, who plays Guy, is just a wonderful person to act with. So it's, it was just all on the page and then we just got to execute it.
0: And I wanted to talk about uh, spoiler territory a little bit towards the end of the season, because um, this is going to go out once the, sorry, my cat just ran past the computer. Oh my God! <laughs> um, uh, once the Can't final heard spoiler out. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to put this out once the the final episode is out and so I did want to talk about kind of like the climactic moment which is ultimately Nan choosing her sister's happiness over her own which is such a beautiful act of love that she gives her sister um but obviously we kind of don't know which way she's going to go until that point point. and so for you when did you consider to be the deciding moment of when she makes that choice because she doesn't tell anybody that that's what she's gonna do
1: oh I feel probably the the moment jenny comes in with when she's bruised is the moment and everything else is forgotten everything else is out of the window all i need to do is protect my sister and that's that's what i'm gonna do
0: well i really really enjoyed the season and really loved your performance in it so congratulations and thank you so much christine
1: thank you and thanks for watching and for wonderful questions that was really fun